passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, summer is coming, the sun is shining, shirts are off, and your balls are smooth. You heard me right. Your friends at Manscaped, they're here to make sure that your beach balls are as smooth as the Floridian sand, my friends. In the summertime, you know, you want to kill some cold beers and some barbecues. Not kill the vibe with your pubes picking out of your swim trunks. That's why Manscaped has their performance package 4.0. That's to keep the party in your pants, my friend, looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Four million men have trusted Manscaped. Why shouldn't you? It all starts and stops by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping if you use my promo code Bubba. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything that you need to prepare for that summer bod. Inside this package, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold it all, my friends. You want to take your grooming game even further? Take a look at the Manscaped Shears 2.0. In that package, it has everything that you need to look pristine. Nail cutters, tweezers, grooming scissors. Go to manscapes.com and go crazy. They got everything you potentially possibly could need. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at manscapes.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code Bubba at manscapes.com. This is the summer to turn your package into the full package, my friend. And it all starts and stops at manscapes.com. Listen, I have had my Manscaped stuff now for about a year. I don't know what I would do without it. As a matter of fact, I've now got all my co-hosts on the Manscaped deal. All the male co-hosts on my show have almost everything Manscaped offers. Why wouldn't you? Reduce the risk of ingrown hairs. You reduce the risk of grooming accidents. Again, all of this craziness starts and stops at manscaped.com. Use promo code Bubba for 20% off. Hello, I believe we are live. We are. I yes. see us. Yes. Welcome to Off the Rails with uh, with Blummel, myself, and Blitz. We're going to be here. And we'll see how long I last. I did not sleep well last night, so I'm not feeling. Oh, that sucks. The sharpest, but that's okay. I got a celius, and I want to inject some caffeine into my veins before I unsuccessfully try to take a nap when I get home. That's always the game that you have to play. <laughs> that's usually what happens is that you need to stay up uh, and be sharp at a certain hour. And then uh, the way that my schedule works is usually right after the show, I try to go home 
and uh, go to sleep and mm-hmm. and can't do it because when the pressure is on to sleep, um, that pressure and that stress it gives you enough adrenaline to stay awake, which makes you yep. worry more. And it's just this horrendous cycle. But that is okay. Uh, we got Bubble 199 tonight, and I think it's an in and it's an out sort of deal, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is fine with me because I'm I'm tired. I'm I'm tired. Yeah, I usually like uh, on especially on 199 nights. I go home and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take a if if it's the I need to take a nap. I'll be like, I'm gonna take a nap, and then I'll sit around for an hour or so and not be able to take a nap. And then I go to like the gym or go for a walk, get home, take a shower, and then I'm like, you know what? I can go for a nap. And I'm, I've got, you know, a 10 minute window where I can maybe take a nap before I have to leave and come back here. Yeah. So either if it's by staying up, usually I'll I'll lay down, like I'll try to fall asleep. But I just I, I can't probably for about a six month span. I couldn't nap at all. My sleeping mm. was horrible, but it's just it's a mind game, much like all the games we play, all the reindeer games we play on the air. Mind games, mind games we play in our life and work and home and how we try to manipulate each other. And my Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a mind game that I had to kind of squirrel myself out of yesterday. I was getting worked by a, a chick that is, um, well, she's from Guatemala, so she does not even touch five feet tall. She's probably about mm. four nine, four ten. <clears throat> she's maybe 90 pounds soaking Jesus. wet how old is tops. She? I think she's 17. Okay. She's she's young, but she's been doing jujitsu since she was 6. Makes and a she yeah, and she she's tiny, but and it's funny cuz like everybody obviously when you're as novice as I am, I don't really feel like you have a style. Right. But when you get better, you seem to get a sort of style obviously based on how you were taught, who taught you, and also your your body type, which has a huge impact on the way that you grapple because some moves are going to work better for you as a shorter-legged, more compact person, and some moves are going to be better as a longer, torsoed, just taller, bigger person. So you kind of work with what you got, but this bitch is, a, she's tiny, but she's like a little gecko. She's very, like, sticky, that makes sense. Like if she once she gets okay. a grip on you, you you can't you can't get out of it. So sometimes, I mean, I'll just try to like sit on her or something, or <laughs> like put my elbow like just in her face and and just hope that she you know tires out. But um, I got worked by her like two rolls in a row, and I was like, I I why am I think I'm getting worse? Like how is this happening? So I was getting in my head and I just said, you like stop being dumb because a lot of times I'm just I'm doing dumb shit. I I forget all the moves I learned. And so, when you can try to relax, oddly enough, because you're kind of in this fight or flight mode. But if you can try to relax enough to to remember some of the things that you literally were just rehearsing, the things the technique that you went over for the last 45 minutes, if you can, can kind of try one of those moves that you learned during the role, that's ideal because that's kind of how it becomes part of your repertoire, repertoire, and how you just get better as a grappler. So I kind of felt bad for the next girl because I just had all this angst. Nothing mm-hmm. against her; she's fantastic um, as a human being, but I was so angry with myself for just getting worked over and over. And it's not just this little Guatemalan chick; it's like. I just feel like I've been getting worked a lot, but I'm also all the most of the classes I take where I'm doing a lot of the grappling. I'm the worst one. 
which is an interesting uh, situation to be in is like, I'm trying to challenge myself. But, you know, when you look around the room and you see blue belts and purple belts and even brown and black belts and they're all taking the same class as you, of course, they're going to be better than you. Right. So you kind of have to have that in mind as well. Uh, 81390 Bubba. I almost said the number to the bone. I was like, what? 727? Nope. 813. We're in Hillsboro, bitches. Uh, Feel free to call in. Uh, We got a Bubba 199 tonight. Mm -hmm. We got... uh, Do your playlist done for it? I'm going to change it up because okay. I, I, I obviously like sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a, this is a banger. And then I like listen to it again. I'm like, I like this song, yes. but I feel like nobody else will. I have I have a lot of those songs where like I'll listen to it. But like if you're with me or if I got friends, I'm like, I'm not going to put it on because they won't like it. Right. And and t- typically, depending on what kind of mood I'm in, I will either want to subject other people to listen what I want to listen to or I'll have enough sense to say, you know what, they're probably going to fucking hate this. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because it's like you would think that you would have you wouldn't have good insight because you would think that all the music that you like, everyone would like. Mm. But you do kind of know like this is kind of something that is only my taste. Right. Most people, this isn't like uh, there's some songs that are just like predictably good. Mm-hmm. Um and that you think that they would have more of a mass appeal than some of the more, um, not indie, but genre-nice shit where it's like, all right, if you like drum and bass or dubstep, you'd like this. But I understand most people would find this to just sound like fucking noise, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, uh, We got some plans for the weekend. Obviously, it's going to be kickstarted at Bubble 199 tonight. Um, but I have, a, you know, me and I think some of my girlfriends might be getting together tomorrow and we have a little group chat going and, um, none of discord, huh? On discord. No, not on discord. Uh, that may be coming back into play, but I, I think I'm, I'm done with discord. I I don't like it. (laughs) I didn't understand it. I thought I was kicked out of a group. I thought I was banished from discord. I tried to find a, I, it was like a Brazilian jujitsu chick group thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, it. I mean, I'm. I thought Discord was an Excel spreadsheet. I didn't know what it was. And then I found out. I guess a, maybe a lot of gamers use it. It's just a chatting forum. Yeah. So then I joined it, and then probably about a week or two after I joined it, they disbanded the group. Uh, whoever created it disbanded it. But I didn't know that. I just thought they kicked me out. So then I was like, my I had hurt feelioma. Um, and I contacted one of the other girls just, you know, cause not that I'm trying to start drama, but I'm like, did I just get kicked out of this group? And she's like, oh no, Elizabeth, she deleted it. And I go, mm. oh, well that's much better. I thought I just got kicked out. She's like, no. I'm like, did I not send enough happy faces? Like I didn't right. know, you know, what the rules were. If you don't participate enough, do they kick you out of the group? I didn't know. There was a uh, email that I got in the past week or so, um, regarding uh, what, well, like business wise for here. And the guy's like, hey, you know, my name is, let's say, like, Steve. Or, you know, he had, like, a, a real regular name mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, he's like, uh, for a fast response, you can catch me on Discord. My name is, like, emu 1409 And I'm like, really? You're going to put that in the bottom of a corporate email? Yeah. No, you can't. You can't be doing shit like that. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fuck Discord. I'm, I'm done with Discord. No, no thank you. Um, I do have a confession to make. Um who and he's probably not listening right now, and I I really hope he's not listening. But um, so I had a dentist appointment 
on Wednesday with Dr. Uh, Daniel McSherry, who is awesome, by the way. I don't even think he's like I want to promote his business, but also I don't think he's taking any new patients. Right. So I think I kind of got the uh, the bubble rub, obviously, and he took me in and he really took care of me. And my the dental hygienist was fantastic. Um, but I, I, I lied to the man's face. I lied to everybody that day in that office <laughs> when they asked me when the last time I saw a dentist was. Um, now I've always been really good about taking care of my teeth. Um, uh, I had braces for many years and rubber bands and all the sorts of things. So you kind of have to be extra careful in those cases mm-hmm. because, uh, if you, if you don't, not that I never brush properly, but if you don't floss and you have braces and your gums are all swollen, it's just a fucking mess. You brush and floss all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I've always had really good dental hygiene, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't have health insurance. I don't have dental insurance and I didn't have health or dental. I had it actually for a few years when I first moved, maybe a year actually, when I first moved to Florida. And then um, it went up like it tripled or quadrupled. Like I remember paying like 40 bucks a month and then all of a sudden... I don't know what the fuck happened. The marketplace shot up and it yep. it went to like 160 bucks a month. Like it was, it like quadrupled in a year. Yeah, mine did the same thing around the same time. And I was like, okay, well, the only case that that would be useful to me is if I got hit by a bus. Mm-hmm. Now, it, insurance is, it's gambling, right? Like you're, 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 you're paying a lot of money yeah. unless you have a health condition, a chronic condition like diabetes or some shit like that yeah. where you need uh, prescription drugs all the time. That's like an investment at that point. Right. But if you're like me, you're, you know, let's just say in 2016, relatively young, uh, had no chronic issues, no health conditions, no allergies, no nothing mm-hmm. that I really had to work with. I'm your uh, classic goes to the doctor when I'm sick person, not yeah. on a regular basis person. Um, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'd, I'll just pay out of pocket when shit goes bad. And there were a few times I had to go, uh, you know, one time I had a concussion, another time I had a UTI, like just random shit, right. but there was a problem. And then I decided to go see somebody and they sort me out and they're relieved that you don't have insurance because it's a fucking headache for them too mm-hmm. to deal with all that shit. And then they have to charge you like six times as much because, you know, 50% of it goes to the health insurance companies so when you tell them hey i'm just i'm paying out of pocket and they go fantastic this is the real bill Mm -hmm. so um when i lost my health insurance because i refused to pay for it i i I didn't go to the doctor and i didn't go to the dentist like i said minus like one or two times when i had an issue but i never went to the dentist so if you do the math it's been about seven years since i went to the dentist for anything yeah and i haven't had any like i've had a little sensitivity here and there but that kind of you know comes and goes with the wind i guess i have some sensitivity toothpaste and i uh that's it Mm -hmm. so you know they go and they go what was last time you uh you went to the dentist and i go oh it's been about three years and of course thankfully because of the pandemic Everyone is like, okay, well, two years of those are are write off, so yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Like, no one did anything for those two years. It's like, yeah, we did, but that's fine. We can pretend like we didn't. So I said three because you know two is a bit much. Three is pushing it, but like any more than that, it's like you're a heathen. 
that doesn't care about the well-being of yourself or anybody around you. So, of course, I I lowballed it and I just said three years. But in fact, it was seven. But um, I asked the woman if I had a lot of plaque for, you know, uh, you know, I, I asked her, is it like a lower than average, average or higher than average amount of plaque? And she was, you know, scraping it off my teeth. And she goes, oh, you've got like very minimal plaque and tartar for someone who hasn't been to a dentist in three years. I'm like, fantastic, because it's been seven. So I've done a pretty good job. No, no cavities, nothing like that. Um, because the last time I went to the dentist, and this is partially why I didn't go back, um, the last time I went to the dentist, and I think this is, I have a genetic condition where I have teeth made out of cheese or something, but I had 12 cavities. Jesus. I had 12 cavities and I needed a crown. And I remember um, I was under, I was under Medicaid, I believe, that's for poor people, Medicare is for old people. Um, but yeah, in Michigan, I was bartending. Your paychecks are like six dollars because mm-hmm. they pay you whatever two twenty five an hour. But you make tips, but you make cash tips. So I look poor on the books, which is fine. So I got uh, Medicaid, got to work the system, and with that, you got free dental care. And I went to the dentist as soon as I got free dental care, and they did some X rays, and they said uh, you got twelve cavities, and you need a crown. And then the woman said, had the audacity to say, quote, but other than that, everything looks great. Mm. And I was like, what do you mean other than that? There's no more teeth for things to go wrong. And I don't understand. And they were like in between teeth, which is why it, all my teeth didn't look black. It was just like it, a, a little bit of decay between like all of my teeth. Mm-hmm. So essentially every tooth in my mouth was affected. So after that, I had four subsequent appointments to uh, fill like the lower left, lower right, upper right, you know, upper left part of my mouth until every filling and crown was completed. So all of my teeth have been cemented. So it's uh, decay is very unlikely to occur. Plus, I take very good care of my teeth. Mm -hmm. So thank you to uh, Daniel McSherry for taking care of me. And I'm sorry I lied to your face. I hope to see you at BARP. Hello, who's this? Hey, guys, it's Technique. I just want to run something by about the dentist and see if you guys would be upset if this happened to you. So I, I got really good insurance, luckily, with the company I'm with. And hang on, I'll stop because I know it's more good. Anyway, um, I, know, I go to the dentist. I went a couple times. I got a couple fillings. You know, I paid right out of pocket. They're like, we'll get back with you because your insurance, you know what I mean, it takes a couple of days, but you got to pay us now in case they didn't know if my insurance would work or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I pay them, blah, blah, blah. Then the insurance comes back and pays them. Well, I don't go to the dentist for a year. They don't call me. Well, the same day Bubba Bubba had to go get his cap on his tooth, I also had to go get one done because I broke one of my back teeth. So I go, I get it capped, and they're like, oh, well, luckily you don't don't owe us any money. Um, You've had an $800 credit here this whole time, and we're going to let you know if uh, you have to owe us any more money after this, we'll call you. They literally had $800 of my money for a year, never called me. They just said it slipped their accounting, and then they called me yesterday and said, oh, well, we're actually going to send you a check for $442. We owe you that from back pay. And I'm like, how does that happen for a year? You guys don't know you owe somebody 400 or $800. I mean, I agree, but when you called them originally, what'd they say? They what, About what? When you called the them money? and said, hey. I, 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 I found out while I was there. I found out while I was there. 
I, you know, I mean, I didn't call them. I was there, and they're like, "Oh, well, we've had this money since last year. We just didn't call you about. We don't know how it's with our accounting. We're sorry." No, no. But I'm I'm, like, I'm, oh, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, a year ago, when you paid, and then insurance paid, and you called them, what'd they say? They never said anything. When I called them back to get my tooth fixed, they didn't even mention it. They didn't even notice it till I was in office. That's what I'm saying. So I was like, "Oh, so I didn't have to pay for this visit?" And she's like, "Nope, you don't have to pay for this visit, and we'll let you know because you're like, when you get a crown, they'll check your tooth, drill it out." Yeah. And then they'll be like, hey, come back on this day when we can actually do the whole procedure from mm-hmm. 84. You know what I mean? Yep. So I came back, and that's the day they're like, oh, you don't owe us money, and I got money back. So I'm happy about that, but it would still frustrate you to know for a year when you could have had $800 in your bank, and you didn't. But yeah, I needed annoying. it for my tooth, so it's good. <laughs> good. So I'll let y'all get to it. All right. Thanks, Track Me. Have a good uh, weekend. I'll try. All right. Hey, hey I want to say yep. hey to my buddy Bobby Disler right quick. Bobby Disler's listening. He just texted me. I got him listening again. Y'all have a good one. Oh, thank Screw you. you, Bobby Disler. Appreciate it, Bobby. Thanks for tuning in. 81390Bubba. Um, there's been some uh, drama, not with me really, but this is the best kind of drama that anybody can really ask for is juicy shit. That involve that doesn't involve you, but you are peripherally involved in because you know the people involved. That's always the best yeah. type of drama. And um, I had a, a group chat going with some with some girlfriends because we're we're planning on getting together for for brunch. And and usually there's like a tone to the brunch. Sometimes it's celebratory and we want to get fucked up. Sometimes it's more therapeutic. Sometimes it's like, you know, maybe we want to not invite a, a certain person so we could talk about them. You know, it's 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 it, it, there's different tones to different brunches. And I feel like um, if we get together tomorrow, which I think we're planning on doing, um, the tone is going to be more of a therapeutic type brunch because uh, one of the women involved and, you know, I'm not really active on social media anymore. So you, you, you won't know who it is. Don't try to find them. And I'm not going to disclose by giving any names, but um, one of the girls, we'll just call her Stacy. Stacy's father-in-law basically called her fat to her face, Mm. which is an interesting sort of dynamic where, you know, if your father-in-law calls you fat in front of your husband, it's like, what, what does he do? What do you do? What's the recourse is there any recourse? Did you have a good relationship with this man from the get? Are you doing something that he's not happy with, that he's being passive-aggressive? And it was a passive-aggressive statement. It wasn't uh, your fat, but it was implied. So it was, it was her husband's father. Correct. It and, was her father-in-law, yeah. And was the, was the husband there? I believe he was he was present. Yes. Okay. Okay. So the situation is as follows: the father-in-law was installing a chairlift, I guess, for his wife. Uh, she had maybe some surgery on her foot or something, and she couldn't really move up the stairs, up and down the stairs too well. She couldn't really navigate that, so he installed a chairlift. I need to get a chairlift. Yes. Starts changing wheelchair tires. <laughs> Um, and so he's installing it and, you know, much like my friend Stacy, again, an alias, please. Much like my friend Stacy, if I were to see somebody installing a chairlift, the first thing you ask is, can, can I, I ride? ride it? Yes. So of course. She sees it and she goes, fuck, that looks super fun. Mm-hmm. 
This is a ride installed in a home. It's, you know, kind of a treat to go up and down just to see how it feels and yeah. whatever. It, it's fun. You see it and you go, fuck, I want I don't have a broken leg, but I'd like to I'd like to give this uh give this a go, give this a ride. So she says, you know, can I hitch a ride on this chairlift? And her father in law says, I think you might be too heavy. Now, I will get more details tomorrow, I imagine, about the uh, the transgression, the exchange between those two, the silences that followed, the tears possibly. I don't know if she left abruptly. I don't know what was going on. But in the group text, we were originally thinking about taking a ferry to St. Pete. Okay. Um, as just part of a fun ferry ride, I guess, even though we're all pretty much located in Tampa at this point. But nevertheless, we decided, you know, let's take it to St. Pete. We'll take the ferry so we can just be drunk mm-hmm. and we don't have to worry about rides or anything. But the ferry had a weight limit. The ferry does have a weight limit, but the ferry was unavailable. Oh, okay. And... um. In the chat, we're talking about the fairy plans, and out of left field, Stacy again, an mm-hmm. alias. Stacy says, "Well, maybe I should just swim across the bay because oh, I need to lose weight." Oh my god! But she was like very abrupt. Yeah, because we did not call Stacy fat. We did not know that something that happened. Right. So she hadn't told you the story. Like, that's how you no, learned about the story. That was the opener was okay. that maybe I should swim across the bay because I'm too heavy or something. Hmm. Now, when you get a group chat, sometimes you're getting five, six messages at a time. It's like you have to kind of scroll, mm-hmm. you know. So then all of a sudden I start seeing what? What the fuck? Like right. all who, these who messages. Right. Should I just even? I, I feel like I should just pull it up and just be very careful. But you're, but about you're, the names. you're scrolling up trying to figure out like who said what to piss I'm her like, off. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, hang tight. Um, we're we're gonna we're gonna get this group chat going because okay. we gotta. It's worth it. All right, come on. Where are you? Stand by. Maybe not. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Name. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts that you need at the prices that you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply have you ever thought about why your wireless bill is so damn expensive it's all just radio waves how much can a radio wave really cost Seems like wireless got together and decided, I don't know, 100 bucks a month or so. I think the people will buy it. What choice are they going to have? Now, thanks to Mint Mobile, you're going to have a choice, my friend. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at $15 a month. 
That's unlimited talk and text for only 15 a month. Mint Mobile's service in comparison to the big providers are is just as crystal clear and just as good. You're just saving a lot of money. For anybody who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for only 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to that monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a whole entire family. And at Mint, families start at two lines. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, you got to go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This person, this person, this person, I need to say it without saying it. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, all right. Everyone's happy because I made a reservation. Okay. All right. Let's see where it starts. Oh, did you finally pick a place? Uh, yeah, we we picked a place. Okay, everything cool. everything is good. We're talking about the ferry, something something, tickets. Okay, out of left field. Uh, I should swim across and try to lose some weight since my father in law told me I was too heavy. And then all of a sudden, I start seeing what, what the fuck? Question marks exclamation points. Mm. She says, it was because he installed a chairlift to go up the stairs from the garage to the second story for my stepmother-in-law because she broke her foot, and I wanted to ride it. He said I was too heavy, although her and I probably weigh about the same. Now, at this point, I, I, I know this person, I wouldn't say well. I know this person who's having, I know Stacy. I don't, she's not a super close friend. She's, a, she's certainly a friend. Yeah. Um... I know her through a mutual friend who we're both very close with, but I don't really know her all too well. But we get along great and we have a fantastic time every time we see each other. Now, I don't know what this person needs, what what they're looking for, because I know if I came to the table saying that uh, I was too heavy or or putting myself down, like I knew if I said the same thing that she said, I also know that whatever my friends say to try to make me feel better, I can't trust what the fuck they're saying because they'll, they'll say anything to make me feel better. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Fuck that guy. I hate him. Don't you? You're the most beautiful person I've ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. Like all of those. there. It's just you can't trust those words. That's not. That's those aren't. That's not helpful. Yeah. And I don't know what this person needs is. Did she want me to call 
him an asshole? Did she want me to call her beautiful? Because I know if I came to the table saying someone just called me fat and ugly and my best friend, who obviously loves me, says, uh, you're not, you're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. What are you talking about? I can't trust those words Mm -hmm. because you like me, you know me, you're trying to make me feel better. So I didn't know really what to say, but I knew I had to say something. So my my thing in in how I make people feel better is I just start asking more questions. Right. So you said, well, as you swim across the bay, are you going to do the best the breaststroke or the backstroke? Right. Or freestyle. <laughs> I just said. Do, do you need a snorkel? Yes. Uh, you can get a, a good one for thirty bucks at Walmart. <laughs> Um, so I just start asking questions because I'm like, well, she's going to know if I say, oh my God, you're, that's not true. You're beautiful. She, and she is an attractive woman. Like, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I feel like it just sounds contrived if I start throwing in like, right. you're beautiful, you're amazing. It just, it's, I wouldn't like that for me. Is Do you think she's the kind of person that does want that? I think she did actually, but okay. I didn't know. So I let some of the other girls kind of weigh in, no pun okay. intended first. Got, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, of course I, uh, I just start asking questions about his character. Now I'm now I'm, I said, um, has his dad blurted stupid shit in the past? So now I've, I've identified that what was said was not okay. But I'm also not saying you're the most beautiful, amazing person, weightless person I've ever mm-hmm. met. So I start asking about his character. And then I start asking, did you have a sit down with your husband about this? So it's like, that's how I kind of um, voice my concern for people is okay. I'm not going to just say, because there, there are other women in the in the group chat that were just saying that, you know, what do you talk? You're amazed. Like, right. So that part's covered. Right. And uh, you won't get that from me because it's like that's uh, we know that that what doesn't mean. And I'm just saying that to make you feel better. And that wouldn't make me feel better because mm-hmm. I just like and f- secondly, I would never write that in a group chat. Right. Like I would say that maybe to one person on a text mm-hmm. and they could kind of be honest with me and say like, well, that sucks. You know, they wouldn't be like, you're the most amazing person. It'd be just like, that's terrible. I can't believe that person said that. Whatever. So. And she's saying this to a bunch of women that she doesn't know very well. So I, I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure what she's looking for. So I just start asking questions, which people appreciate, oh, by the yeah, way. Because they want to know. Well, they just want you to be in, in, interested in what they're saying and involved in their story or their oh, lives. The, 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 Stacy. Stacy. Gotcha. But everyone else liked it, too, because they want to know. Of course. So that's how I kind of voice concern. I'm not going to give you a bunch of fluff. I'm going to just start asking questions mm-hmm. about um, about father-in-law. Is he senile? Is Has he done stuff like this in the past? Is he, are you taking him away from his family, perhaps? He's not spending enough time with his son and he resents you for it. You know, all those sorts of questions, which I'm sure will get sorted out um, mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow when we have our, our uh, probably monthly meeting of the ladies, which is good. I, I feel like my friends are very, very important to me. And uh, you know this, and mm-hmm. you're you know, obviously cool with it. And it's not like we're doing crazy shit. It's just no. I just want to hang out with them. It's not. And all the women that I that I meet with are married, yeah. uh, uh, are engaged, or are cheating on their husbands. So it's a great mix of people okay. that we have. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great stories that come out of it. No, this. I have a question. Yes. Have you ever met or do you, have you seen or anything the, the mother-in-law that she's referring to? Um, no. And I've never seen the father-in-law either. Okay. 
I have no idea what these people I'd be, look like. I'd be interest, interested to know from a, uh, a third party, uh, do you think, in fact, the two weigh the same? Because, I don't know. Because, like, do you think it's like, because uh, her, her, in my mind, just knowing what you've said, um, I'm willing to think that maybe she's a little heavier than the mom, and the mom might be on the actual limit of those chairlifts, because if he installed it himself, it's probably not, like, a great one. Mm. And did he, like, realistically think, hey, look, this barely enough for her and you weigh 20 30 40 pounds more you know it might not hold you and I, I got this for her so please don't try to break my stair lift well that's not how you handle the situation um if you in fact care about this person's feelings uh the best way to kind of reflect the truth back on them is you let them ride the lift and you let them break it and then everyone just has a moment of silence and you go see well, that's okay. And it just speaks for itself. Yeah. But you don't say... And then you're spending another 12 hours fixing a stairlift that your fat daughter-in-law broke. Of course. Of course. But it, again, that's the way that you handle it. You you don't say... You just, you just let it break. Because honestly, that's going to have more of an impact on that person if you're trying to get them to lose weight, which you're probably not. You probably just hate them. Mm-hmm. When people say that they are, could you know... Could, you know, all these celebrities and it's like, oh, we're so concerned about your weight. They're not at all. I, In fact, I I like seeing more of that stuff. I was listening to, um, I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson lately. I'm back on the Jordan Peterson okay. play, uh, train. I'm very intrigued by the success of his, of his daughter, Michaela Peterson, who, by the way, is strikingly beautiful. She's very attractive and she's brilliant like her father. Maybe not as quite as brilliant, but pretty like pretty sharp, pretty quick. And she just has an interesting take on things having Jordan as a dad and being like soup you typically don't see wit and I again, I, I hate to say this, but you know, it is true. You typically don't see women that analytical. She's like her dad. She's very like clinical, like her dad. Okay. Um. Sometimes, like, I, I don't know if you're if you watch a lot of Jordan Peterson. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot, but uh, I mean, I've I've watched him. Right. He, he kind of uh rose, shot up to fame when he was teaching at a a university in somewhere in Canada, BC. I, mm-hmm. I don't really know. Um. And he was accosted by a bunch of students who demanded that they, I want to make sure I get the pronouns right because the whole thing was about pronouns. Mm -hmm. They were demanding that Jordan refer to them as their proper pronoun. And he said, essentially, fuck off, Mm -hmm. which, you know, as woke as we think Americans are, it's it's more it's more even more woke up in Canada in our 51st state. So he got in a bunch of trouble and students were costing him. And, you know, I think he got I don't know if he got let go or what happened, but they wanted to charge him with sexual abuse. What? Yeah, it was like some sexual harassment. That's what it was because he refused to call these students by their, quote, proper pronouns. They wanted to be called Zirzem, they, there, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he just said, uh like you're not going to and it's funny cuz he's been asked about this before he's like if it makes sense 
like you ask me and you're trying to look like a female in your male, you know, like you're you're putting in the app. You look like Blair White, for example. You know, mm-hmm. you really did the work. You got the tits now. You fucking you're trying. You, it's not that you look like LeBron James and you're like, call me a she, you know, and, and you don't demand it. It's also about, exactly. you know, forcing people. He's like, I'm more he's like, I'm a very polite person. And mm-hmm. he is. He's like, but you can't you know, try to strong arm me with the law and say that I have to call you anything. He's like, no, I don't. So then, you know, Joe Rogan caught wind of this and brought him on the show. And I think that's really what catapulted him into the next stratosphere. Because he went from being just a a, a professor and and, and a um, well-published professor and researcher to just like an almost like an icon Yeah, he's he's very popular in that space. Yeah, especially for young men. And he gives a lot of great advice. I mean, you know, just it's for mostly geared towards young people, especially young men. But Mm -hmm. I like to hear what anybody's saying about anything. And so a lot of his advice is just good for everybody. But I think it's one of the reasons why I started making my bed every day was because of Jordan Peterson, because he st- he said, start with that. Set the bar really fucking low every day is just you start off making your bed. Mm-hmm. And um, and he explained the reason for that is like you, you you've completed one task. Now you're on to the next task. He's like, and once you come, he's like, your people set the bar too high, like things you just don't typically hear. People say, you know, people are like, oh, shoot for the stars. He's like, fuck that. He's like, set the bar really fucking low so you can step over it. Mm-hmm. And then incrementally you raise the bar and then you become a, a more productive person. And he's also kind of been a spokesman for men who have been really shafted by society lately for being misogynistic or the patriarchal institution mm-hmm. of whatever. And so he really kind of. Um, says that that's not the case, and it's and it's really really interesting when he talks about you know the 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 gender pay gap and all that shit and about equality, and he really brings up some fantastic examples of like all right, well you know look at the stats on how many men versus how many women are in prison. You want equality there. You want equality in the military where, you know, women are forced into combat. You want equality in terms of like the shittiest jobs, the dr- trash guys or the uh the, the people who are bricklayers he's like 95 percent of those people are men he's like it seems like you don't really want any equality there it's like you only want equality looking at these like super um successful high earning men and you want women to match that right there but in all the other realms where men are the majority of you know having shit jobs or you know suicides or violence or all those other things being imprisoned incarcerated Women don't seem to care about evening the playing field there. So he just has a lot of interesting things to say. But going back to the fat positivity thing, his daughter was asking him about the uh, the statement he made about that w- rather large model on Sports Illustrated yep. and all the, the hate he got for that. So I was really interested to see, you know, what was going on in his mind. And first off, he said that, like, he typically doesn't, run his twitter like he has a twitter uh, social media like manager or something and he may say to them like post this or post that but i think he took the initiative himself when he saw this sports illustrated cover of this large woman and said the you know not beautiful what the fuck or whatever he said and um i thought that he was like 
shocked at all the hate he got. It didn't really seem that to be the case. Um, it's I thought he had more like hurt feelioma before I, I I heard this interview yesterday. He really didn't. But he explained his reasoning, and it's kind of fair. You know, he's like, okay, let's talk about Sports Illustrated for a second. It's a sports magazine. And he said, you know, it should be very exclusionary to be on the cover of a swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated. He goes, not everybody is a great athlete. Not everybody is a really compassionate person. He's like, not everybody is very beautiful. It's very exclusionary. Yeah. And even among the most beautiful people, like how many have been on the cover of Sports Illustrated? It's like the top of the top of the top. He's like, you got to be, he's like, as a woman, you have to be like beautiful. You have to be shapely. You have to be a specific type of muscular. You have to be athletic looking. You have to have the right, um, you know, waist to hip ratio. He's talking about all this stuff. And then basically even beyond that, it's a sports, it's, you have to be athletic. And he's saying you can't just be, now they have people who are just wildly unhealthy on the cover of a sports illustrated magazine that's supposed to be all about you know, being athletic and this and that. He's like, it's just, it's getting ridiculous. So he was talking to uh, Michaela about that. And she really is like very stunning, like beautiful person. His daughter or the... Yes, okay. yes. She's very, very pretty. Um, And she is kind of known for her, well, being Jordan Peterson's daughter, but also her autoimmune disease. And literally all she eats is lamb, beef, and water. That's it. Because hmm. she has, she had a hip replacement when she was 17. Like she has some fucking Jesus. crazy autoimmune disease where she was like so sick she couldn't walk for many years. And so she just started this crazy elimina- elimination diet and, you know, started with meat. And then when she, even when she started incorporating like vegetables, she was getting fucking sick, rashes, joint pain. Like her body just hates her. So, she started eating uh, what she calls the lion diet because it's just basically red meat um, and that it has really r- resolved all of her her issues. She doesn't have any sort of inflammation now and um, she's just, it's super strict. And, you know, Jordan has also done the same thing because he's had some issues, not as bad as Michaela, but obviously, you know, he's related to her. So he's, you know, part of the problem, <laughs> genetically speaking. So juvenile rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, all I, I remember she she went through a play-by-play of her childhood, adolescence, and young adulthood, and it was just you know, super sad. She couldn't do anything. Oh, she had a hip and ankle replacement at, at 17. At 17, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so crazy, crazy shit. So she um, had a big influence on her, on her father in terms of just like health and diet, nutrition, all that sort of stuff. And then she got like pregnant. I'm like... Hmm. Not to think that she couldn't, you know, get laid or anything, but you think when you're really ill and, you know, she's like, yeah, I spent three months in the hospital, this and that. It's like, yeah, and she was getting some dick. She got dick down. She had a kid. You don't hear anything about the child's father, but I think the kid's probably like three or four now. Um, So interesting family, interesting insight. Uh, 813-90-Bubba, if you would like to join the conversation. So I'm, I'm very excited to hear all the the juicy goss, if you will, of my friend, the father-in-law caper, and um, how that's going to get resolved. Because I asked, one of the questions I asked Stacy was, did your uh, husband say anything? Did he, right. did he stand up for you? 
And she said, not really. And then you go, oh, shit. That must have really, you know, was, but was it by omission? Was it just like, I'm not going to say anything? Was it, you know, I doubt he said uh, he's right. I don't think he said, yeah, my dad's right. Um, I think it was more probably the lack of action that she was looking for. Hmm. But, you know, I've watched a video or two about like how to tell, not that I'm in that situation, but I'm always curious to see, you know, the male and female response of how they would want their spouse to announce something like that to them that they were getting big or mm-hmm. that there was a they were they weren't taking care of themselves in some which way. Now, we all know with women are very sensitive about our bodies and for good reason because it's uh, I hate to say this. I don't want to say our greatest asset, but it is in terms of on the sexual market. And women know this. Women know that, you know, by and large, they attract a mate with their looks. And if the person they've attracted sexually is no longer sexually attracted to them, well, that presents a very problematic situation. It's a little bit, a little bit of an issue, maybe. Right. I've never, ever heard a man say these words. I wasn't really physically attracted to her, but she's really funny. Or she has a great job. Or she makes a lot of money. I hear that all the time. Guys don't really care about shit like that. Oh. They don't really care about that at all, in fact. Um, women do. Women women can be wooed by things other than looks, generosity, mm-hmm. uh, a, a good job, money, fancy cars, yeah. um, a, a, a superior athletic status if you're an athlete or if you're just, you know... I imagine that the people that I, I go to the gym with, at the, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Gracie's Tampa South, Many of these men are very uh, horribly unattractive, horribly. They've been cursed by either um, an ugly face, a, 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 a tiny physique, petite, sub five feet. There's a lot of very small men in mm-hmm. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and they are assassins. They have to be, and I imagine that they are so more attached to the sport than most people because it's like... It's the way they gain confidence because it's sure. hard to navigate the world when you are five feet tall and you're a man, a grown ass man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a there's a there's a guy. I don't want to out him, but there's a guy with like a a nickname even that that is at the gym and he is the shortest person at the gym. Uh, does he race sprint cars? He does not. No, oh. and I don't think he's cl- he's clinically a dwarf. I don't think he is that. He's yeah. just a short. He's just you know. Been mm. plagued by very short genes, but he is a black belt in jujitsu, and he will fucking murder you. Right. So, um, you know that is something that can help uh, sexually in the market with men. But and unfortunately, this is true. I've I've studied this ad nauseum. You know, while I was in school, in grad school, and after the fact, just because it's interesting. And who isn't interested in in sex? But. Um, and this isn't even like an American thing or a Western thing. This is just a a human thing. Across the board, human universals, when you survey men and you ask them what's the most important thing in a, in a, in a sexual partner, it is um, their level of attractiveness. Uh, how hot are they if they're attracted to their partner sexually? That is what drew them in. Um, you know, of course, there are other characteristics that are important, especially when we're concerning a long-term partner. But in the short and long term, looks were number one. Uh, with women, it's a little bit different. 
uh, it seemed to be resources. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean they had resources when they started dating them, but you know, maybe they were very ambitious. They had the characteristics, yeah. traits that were in, indicative of the fact that they were going to be making money or be able to provide. You know, mm-hmm. if if you're banging a dude who is uh, doesn't have any money, but he's in med school, well, give him about eight years and he will be making some money. You just got to play the long game. So that's what and again, it's it's more nuanced than that. It's not like that's the only thing that matters. But if if it's forced choice in terms of yeah. level of importance, what's the most important thing? That's what on average comes out with both with both sides. I've like, also heard though at, at sometimes it's nice to date someone who doesn't have any goals. Cuz that way they can, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, just float through life and do what they need to do and That that's a strategy said by almost no one, but um, I have heard it before though. I have heard it too and that is what we call a justification. <laughs> that's not really a uh, reason for uh, oh, dating okay. someone. That's a reason not to leave like they're trying to find something to hold on to um, because they're really hoping that something turns out but that is um when people start saying shit like that you realize it's more about them than the other person of course that means that they have some issues they need to work around they have abandonment issues and or people you know, they're, they're um, codependent, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, where they feel like if if this person leaves me, I'll be alone, and I'm very scared to be alone. Mm. So that's more of a them issue than the person they're dating issue. But yes, I've heard that before. And when it comes out, it sounds ridiculous. And it must sound ridiculous to them, too, because they've been talking themselves in circles, doing all the mental gymnastics to try to find a reason to stay and they can't and so then they start spinning the uh the faults into um into strengths which is cute it's a super cute <laughs> move where you're like oh they have no ambitions and they're you know borderline uh mentally disabled sometimes um, they think that uh you know that people believe them yes but in fact they're they are mentally disabled and and they have no ambitions but then if you then you can say you can start saying things like this. They're a free spirit, right? You know, they're a creative. It's nice to be tied down by no goals because, you know, if they can yes. do what they need to do when they oh. need to do it. Yeah, he's very spontaneous. Yeah. Versus a loser. Do you see how it's the same thing, but we put a different spin on sure. it? No goals, but he's spontaneous. Um, no goals, no ambitions, but he's a free spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my good friends is dating. A person like that, okay, sort of, but it's not. I wouldn't even say that he has no goals. It's just they're vastly different from my friend's goals. Hmm. This, like I said, and I think I've talked about it on this very show, where my friend is, she's pretty high maintenance. Known her my entire life, okay, and um, you know, it, she. I mean, she won't even shop at. I mean, I. At like she wouldn't dare go into a Winn-Dixie, okay? Now most people Who can wouldn't blame her, right? But she wouldn't eat, for example, anything that w- didn't have like a stamp of organic on it, okay? Uh-huh. She's bougie. She'll pay the extra for the uh, the organic kale. Would she shop at Target? 
Um, more so now, but okay, so growing she's not up, that bad, but yeah, she, well, let me let me explain. <laughs> Her parents had money growing okay, up. Gotcha. She was an only child. That was a big one. Um, that's pretty much it. But it it mm. led her to. I remember being in sixth and seventh grade, and she was going shopping with her mother every weekend because she couldn't bear to wear like the same outfit twice at school. Oh yeah, there's no way. Yes. So it was, um, you know, and I, and it was funny because like I would almost make I would start ribbing her. I'm like, this is ridiculous. You're out of control. I'm like, what the? F- you're in. We're children. We're in seventh grade. <laughs> you're not the fucking queen of England. What's going on here? Um. So now she's a lot more relaxed, but it's, I still know who she is. And she's, mm-hmm. she's high, she's trying to pretend like she is granola chick, but she is Dooney and Burke chick. Okay. She is uh, a brand name chick, but she's trying to pretend like she's target chick, but gotcha. she's not. Crate and barrel. Right. She is dating a man, the last I heard, who, um, he has several roommates is kind of a beach bum and has said these words. I want to live in a van. But like those are his goals. Yes. Now he's about 4 years younger than us. Now, that's but, a good thing though, right? Because that he wants because, to live in a van? Yes, because as you say, one of your people, Jordan Peterson says set the bar low. Yes. <laughs> and he is doing just that. Well, <laughs> you still have to set the bar. I don't think oh. the bar's been set at all. Does he have a van? No. That he's got to get one. Goals. That's a bar. <laughs> um, and I asked that very question. I'm like, does he have a van? She goes, not yet. Oh. I'm like, oh, so he doesn't even have the tools or mm. the supplies to be homeless. That's interesting. So, um, it, again, a lot of mental gymnastics with people like this because they're finding, they're trying to find a reason to stick around, mm-hmm. even though they know it doesn't have a lot of um, staying power. But people, myself included, often make decisions where it feels good in the here and now it's fun now but we're really in terms of delayed gratification we're really fucking ourselves over especially with women around my age and if you let me put it this way if you're about my age 35 probably younger you're much younger and you want to have children Mm -hmm. or a stable life you really have to be quite selective about who you're dating because, you know, this is good for now. That time frame is the rest of your reproductive career. Yeah. So if this is good for now and you're 35, 36, if you roll out of that relationship at 39, you're kind of fucked. Otherwise known as the end. Yes, Elphine, the end. So... I, trying to be the good friend and voice of reason, said to my my friend, but you don't want to live in a van. And she's like, yeah. And she was like, we're trying to come to a compromise where he would want to live in a house. Oh. And I said, um, friend, that's 99.999999% of the population also wants to live in a house. Mm-hmm. Why did you have to find the 0.00001% that wants to live in a fucking car? 
why did you, wh- what is, there's plenty other, and then it was like, but we have this, and we both like pomegranate seeds, and I'm like, okay, okay. Right. We like to breathe in oxygen. She is very um, free spirited in her own way, and I I don't mean that in a, in, a, in, in mockingly. She she really is just like kind of a, a space cadet, kind mm-hmm. of just on her own planet. And it seems like this guy might be the same. So on that level, and and apparently hanging out with him is a good time, and that shouldn't be nothing, right? Like if you're having fun together, that shouldn't count for nothing. But then you also have to look at your goals and the big picture, and do they align? Mm-hmm. And it seems like this guy is not much of the provider type. And then it was really, really interesting because my per- my friend is very traditional in many ways in terms of gender roles. Okay. You know, she she's dated, guy. I mean, her basically her fiancé of, you know, eight or nine years ago. Um, I mean, he was on the path to becoming a millionaire and quick. And actually... Her fiance, again, eight or nine years ago, was he was like Gary V before Gary V. Okay. <clears throat> he was a college dropout and he's like, you don't have to go to college to be successful. Mm-hmm. Computer whiz, IT nerd guy, dropped out of college, got picked up by, um, have you heard of Niagara? It's like a water company, like a bottled water. It's out of California, I think. And, um, he was doing like IT for them. And I mean, the kind of money he was making, we were probably like 21, 22. I mean, we're talking, uh, I mean, he's rolling around half a mil deep more. Jesus. And we're, just, I'm just like, what the fuck? And here I am bartending, scraping by, but I have a degree. And he was brilliant, dropped out of college and was like, you go to college so you can get a good job. He said, they offered me a full-time job. Why the fuck would I go, to, like, why would I waste my time? Makes sense. And that was the first time I remember thinking outside of the box of like, oh, you have to get a degree to be successful in life. And so he really opened my eyes in a lot of ways. Um, but uh, I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, so that guy was very rich is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Which was more in line with how my friend liked to live, which is, you know, they would tr- travel to Paris and go all over the world, Thailand, Australia. Of course, like, swear to God, she she went there, but maybe a week after I left, I'm like, are you fucking kidding oh. me? Yeah, like, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm there for 13 months. You don't want to see me. And then I, I, th- I left on December 5th, and I think she came like the 12th or something. I was like, <laughs> are you fucking, is this a rib? Oh, what the funny. fuck's going on? So... Uh, they, they traveled everywhere, whatever. Didn't work out with them. But this guy is literally the inverse of 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 that mm-hmm. guy. This guy is, um, you know, very athletic. Her her fiance was not, and he was, um, you know, maybe a bit more on the portly side. This guy's in great shape, but he's also, you know, um, like hunting his food, if that makes sense, because he's basically homeless. Now, age wise, is he the same, younger, older? He's than four years younger than us. Younger, okay. Yes, yes. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, well, do you, you could just hear when people are trying to explain something mm-hmm. um, that they just, they know it's not going to work. And and she was using words like, well, you know, if it doesn't work, this it's fine. Well, you know, part ways. I just, I always want to have him as a friend. And I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? 
Who says that in their 30s? Like, oh, I just want to stay friends with an ex, someone who I used to fuck. Like, no, no, it's not. You, why would you want that at all? If mm-hmm. anything, you want the exact opposite. But then I started asking her questions, and this is when I knew that shit wasn't, had no future. Um, she was afraid to introduce him to the family. And because she, oh. her family's very judgmental and has been the demise of every single one of her relationships besides the rich guy. They were cool with him. Because he was rich. Right. Now, uh, there's also kind of a little bit of an ethnic thing. That's what I was going to say. Was her first uh He was fiance? close enough. Okay. He was half French and half... Something. I want to say Kuwaiti. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, okay. Iraqi Christian, but my friend is, I don't know, Zoroastrian. She's well, she's, she's Iranian. We'll say that she's Iranian, but she is uh, she's Persian. Sorry, that's what they, the word they like to use. But they're not Muslim. They're not Christian. They're just like their religion is just all wrapped up in the Persian culture. Yeah, they celebrate Persian New Year and all that sort of shit. So this guy was like half Middle Eastern, so it was like close enough. Actually, I think and he was he Lebanese, money. but yeah, I think he was born in Kuwait. Okay. Yes, and he had a shit ton of money, and they didn't care. It was funny. Education didn't matter all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. He could just he. He was the image. He was the lifestyle that they associated with. Gotcha. And then the next guy was Mexican, was in the military, um, was was borderline R, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but uh, he because he wasn't making the money, the family was gave her just did they it, her family destroyed the relationship. Mm. Just made it impossible for her to thrive because she's so close with her family, she couldn't really separate. Sure. And they didn't accept him, or I should say her mother didn't accept him, mm. and she just uh, eventually, you have someone saying he's not good enough, he's not good enough, he's not good enough, enough times you start to believe it. Sure. And so the relationship ended, but my favorite story about this guy, and I'll, 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 I'll say his real name, I don't care, um, his name was Patrick. Okay, Starfish. Yeah. And Patrick was in the military, okay? I think he was... Uh, Navy corpsman or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Diego is a big military town because you got Camp Pendleton and Oceanside, and you have uh, the naval base Coronado in the southern part of the city. So he and my friend were going to go to. They both like doing salsa stuff, so they went to. They wanted to do a salsa congress. I think is what they call it, salsa congress okay. in Washington. D.C. Oh, okay. I actually thought you meant state. <laughs> well, so did he, and I'll explain why. She said it's in D- it's in Washington, D.C. Well, when I was in fourth grade, I too thought Washington, D.C. was in Washington State. It would make perfect sense for it to be there, mm-hmm. seeing as the state was called Washington, and there's a city called Washington, D.C. It just perfectly aligns. But, you know, when I was eight or nine, you uh, realize, oh, it's actually... Kind not of far a, away. Yeah, it's not a state at all. It's actually its own thing, and it's between uh, Virginia and Maryland. And, and you go, oh, okay, well, that's odd. It's called Washington, and your teacher goes, I know, but whatever, you sort mm-hmm. it out. Well, as a 28-year-old man at the time, um, he said to my friend, and again, they both lived in San Diego, well, let's just drive to this Washington D.C. Oh. Salsa Congress. He goes, well... It would be great. It would be a great road trip. And he goes, I have a lot of family in Oregon. Makes sense. And then we can just mosey our way up to uh, D.C. in the north, in the northwest. 
And my friend goes, what? Um, she goes, it's Washington, D.C. And he goes, I know. I have family in Oregon. We live in California. We mm-hmm. can go to Oregon and then we can go to Washington and Washington, D.C. And then I think she showed him like a map. Oh. And he was like, oh. Now. Wait, this is the guy in the military? Right. Now, much like you, I was like, first off, he was he was born in America just because of his ethnicity. He was still born. Sure. Here. He's yeah, American. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was educated, I assume, in well, public school. Uh, but there was an attempt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he there was an attempt sc- for 13 years. Yeah, yeah. And then he was also in the military, which mm-hmm. is like an extra added, you know, you'd think you'd know where the head of the state lives. You'd think you'd know where the right. capital city is. Your commander in chief. You're a patriotic person. You're fighting for this country. You'd think you know where, the, at least point to in the general vicinity of where the capital might be. Mm-hmm. And this guy didn't have a fucking clue. And when my friend told me that um, he thought that Washington, D.C. was in Washington State. And again, this was about five or six years ago. So we're oh. in our you know late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. I said, friend, uh, you have to break up with him. And she goes, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know about you. But if I find out someone I'm dating doesn't know where Washington, D.C. is and he's 30, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Because if he doesn't know that, what else doesn't he know? Because that is some basic ass shit. Mm -hmm. So I I said, and this isn't even a joke. I was like, you know you have to break up with him. She's like, because he made a mistake. I'm like, it's not. That wasn't a mistake. He actually didn't know that. You had to tell him that at age 30 and he's an American citizen and a, a Navy corpsman and he, he's he's helping people like save lives and shit and he doesn't know where the capital city is. That's a problem. So um, she like kind of laughed it off. But, you know, certainly a, and it wasn't for that reason. But in my mind, it always will be, you know, the nail in the coffin that he didn't know where D.C. was. And um, yeah, some people. Some people don't don't know things that most people know. For example, um, I had a good friend, a friend uh, Matt from high school and college. He was dating a chick, and he said that he had to break up with a girl because um, she thought that you peed out of your vagina. Do you not? And um, I do. He said to her, "Like, oh, you know, it's a different, it's a different hole." <laughs> like somehow he was telling me he's like we were in bed together we were chatting and somehow it came up about peeing and vaginas and she must have said something like well just you know I don't know how am I going to pee if I put this tampon I don't know something came up right and he's just like whoa whoa he's like you know that it's a it's a different hole though and she was like really defensive she's like don't tell me about my body. He's like, unfortunately, I have to. It's it's your urethra and your vaginas. Like, you don't give birth out of your pee hole. You know that, right? And she like didn't. She like didn't know. She thought it was just like one cloaca. Whoa, 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 whoa. hold on. She's the one that didn't know. She didn't know. Oh, that makes it way worse. I she, thought you were saying he didn't know. No. Oh, he knew. 
And she had thought that your pee hole and your vagina hole were the same hole. So now he's like in an argument with this chick about holes. That she has, not him. That she has. And she's getting mad at him for telling her about her body. Mm. She's like, don't fuck it. Like, I don't know if she was getting all like, you know, feminist and Mm -hmm. you're mansplaining. He's like, no, I'm literally explaining to you because your pee hole and your vagina hole are separate holes. He's like, I could, and he was like, really, he's like the sweetest guy. He's like, I can understand like where you would get confused. Like they're close. They're real close, you know, trying to give her points. But he's like, no, they're, they're, they're different holes. You don't, you don't give birth out your pee hole. Like really, like really cool fucking guy. This guy is such a fucking stud. He is a, um, a Navy pilot now. Okay. Fucking, this guy is crazy. He changes careers like every four years. But when he does, he, like, goes to the top of everything. Okay. Like, he was doing pre-med when we were in college and goes, you know, not for me. I'm going to join the UN. And then, like, went to Berlin and was, like, working for the UN and then realized, like, how much bullshit that was. And he goes, I think I'm going to join the military. And then, like, went to, like, some of the, like, best naval academy, whatever. He tested Mm -hmm. really high, super smart guy. And then all of a sudden, it's like I'm getting videos of him in a fucking helicopter and a plane and doing all this crazy shit. And I think he's still, I, I, I don't know if he told me don't say anything about what, where he's going. He had some emergency landing thing, whatever. But um, just, hopefully, he wasn't in California. No, 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 no. I know. No, he's not a Marine. Um, oh, but even though I know the Marines are part of the Navy, but no, he right, is a right. uh, naval pilot and he's stationed, I'll just say, he's somewhere a naval in Asia. aviator. Yes, he's in uh, somewhere in Asia right okay. now. But I'll like pop in every once in a while, see how he's doing. He'll be like in San Diego, which is where we're from. Be stationed in Coronado, and then all of a sudden he's like in Bahrain, mm-hmm. and he like can't go out and, or drink for like six months because it's against you yeah. know Sharia law or something. And then all of a sudden I'll turn around and he's like in South Korea, and you know he's, he goes all over the world and he just does like badass Key, shit. Keyson, yeah. So it's it's cool, and and he was actually the guy that I, I was telling you about that that was kind of leading the girl on many many years later. Okay, yeah. And um, he's like, I don't really like her, but she like wants to like get together. I'm like, well, you have to break up with her because she's 30 and she wants to have babies and you're just fucking around. What are they doing now? Well, he broke up with her. He broke up with her the day after I talked to him. Okay. And then all of a sudden um, he was back together with her and he was like, don't be mad. And I'm like, why? I don't give a fuck what you do. Right. Like, do you do have, live your life, buddy? Yeah, yeah. But he was like, she moved in with me. We're starting life together. I'm like, OK, you could. I wanted one or the other. Yeah, exactly. You did both. Exactly, so that's perfect. Exactly. We're good, buddy. You're, you're we're, we're grand. You 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 either shit it or get off the pot. You shit mm. it first. You got off the pot and then you shit it. And it's great. Everything's yeah. good. You either pee or get off the pot, depending on which hole you got. Yeah, exactly. I think this this woman knows about the holes. I hope so. I think she knows um, all of her holes and what they do and their function. So that's that's definitely an upgrade. Yeah. But I haven't, I haven't seen I haven't seen him probably in like, I don't know, six or seven years. But yeah, he's just he's just a he's just a badass. But anyways, um, we didn't take a break. Is that problematic? Yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. Um, we're probably going to head out right now, but we will be back in just a few short hours because there is a bubble 199 tonight. So get 8 your p.m. 8 p.m. on Twitch. So make sure you tune in for that. And it's it, they don't get reposted, right? Once it's live and then it's it's done. Yeah, pretty much one and done. One and done. So make sure that you're there with your pockets and your pocketbooks and your wallet ready. Yeah. It's a it's a good time. Um, I'm going to amend the uh, 
the playlist I have so that it's... And we've talked about it before, too. Like, if you're on your phone during 199, you're changing the playlist. Yeah, I'm not chatting with people. I'm like, oh, shit, they hated that song. Well, they're going to really yeah. hate the next song. Yeah. So let's just spare everybody, you know, the bad time. So that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But have a great rest of your day. Hopefully we'll see you guys tonight. Tune in, say hi, throw some cash our way. And other than that, have a great weekend. Thank you, Blitz. Thank you. And we'll see you on Monday. Goodbye. Goodbye.